yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's Monday afternoon on Sedano and Cap. What a weekend where we all left off was last Friday. The Lakers got smoked on Friday night, almost had a bench-clearing brawl amongst themselves. We'll get to that story coming up. On Saturday, USC did not really put up much of a fight against Notre Dame. UCLA just barely gets beat by Oregon. Then Saturday night, the Dodgers run out of gas, and the baseball season comes to an end. And then Sunday, we all waited for the Rams and the Lions and the NFL weekend. So we're just getting on to the airwaves of 710, and we got a great show because there was so much stuff happening. Kirk Morrison is in today for one Mr. Jorge Sedano. Kirk Morrison, my man, how are you? I'm doing good, man. First of all, glad to be here, man. I'm excited to be with you. I'm glad to be back on the airwaves as always. Had a great weekend. I've been all over the place. Now I get to relax. So I'll share Monday night with my guy, Scotty Cap, man. What's good? Well, I'm excited about Monday night. You know, I have a tradition every Monday night. I watch Monday night football with my three daughters. Okay. We get the same dinner every Monday night, and then they commandeer the remote control, and we all have to watch Dancing with the Stars because their favorite Peloton instructor, Cody Rigsby, is on okay. Dancing with the Stars. So that's my Monday <laughs> night, so I'm real excited to be with you also, Kirk. Things good? Hey, man, things are good, man. Things are good. Ready to roll, brother. What you got for me today? Well, I'll start off with this. I was listening yesterday to the Rams postgame show, and I thought you really, really nailed it early on in the postgame show when you said this. It was kind of like a boxing match where the favorite just took all the punches from the underdog, and the underdog were the Lions. They had a touchdown early, then an onside kick that was successful, then a a fake punt that was successful, and later on another fake punt that was successful. You know, the, the Rams took the Lions' best punches, and at halftime, the Rams still had a 17-16 to 16 lead. Now look, Kirk, this game could have been different if not for three players all involved in one play, Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. It could have been a different result, but all in all, even though the Rams didn't cover and they didn't win big like everybody expected, uh, that that's kind of a solid escape win. What did you think about what happened yesterday between the Lions and the Rams? Ooh, yesterday was fun, man. Yesterday was fun because of the storylines that went into the game, though, Scotty, right? Like, think about, like, just before that game, it was one that a lot of people in maybe in Los Angeles, Detroit, um, they all circled that game. It was the, the, the Jared Goff revenge game, right? How would Jared Goff? And I, I've been in those revenge games before, by the way, Scotty. I, I, I've been in a revenge game before. You know, I was traded from the then Oakland Raiders to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, yeah, the Jaguars played the uh, the Raiders back in 2010. And I could tell you the emotions of playing against your former team after being drafted by them, being traded away, um, it was sort of an out-of-body experience for me, uh, one in which you want to slaughter your, your old team. That's just how it is. I mean, no hard feelings, but it, for that three hours – I couldn't wait. I mean, one of the best things of my career, Scott, was beating the Raiders after being traded in 2010 and seeing the late Al Davis, uh, forever grateful for him for drafting me, by the way, in 2005 in the third round. But to shake his hand after trading me and after a win, me with the Jaguars, was one of the moments I'll never forget. And it was actually the last time I got a chance to see him while he was living. But it was that moment of seeing eye to eye, like, yeah, I got you. You, I won't use the words probably <laughs> I should have used. But 
the 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 emotions for me were kind of what I think Jared Goff was going through yesterday, and I think his whole team felt it. His whole team was buying into it. We got to get Jared Goff to win because what happens is Jared is going to play quarterback, but his entire team yesterday was like, we got to win this one for Jared. And so they literally, I don't know who they went and talked to, but they bought every single mulligan that you can find, right? Like, I don't know how many times you've been out and played golf, but they were like, look, man, we buy Have you ever been to a celebrity golf tournament, by the way? I have. I have. Now, by the way, when I go to these celebrity golf tournaments, let me explain to you what happens, Kirk. <laughs> um, there are real celebrities like yourself. And people show it. up at the golf cart and they're like, wow, Kirk Morrison played for the Raiders, played around the NFL for 10 years. I mean, this guy had a great career. <laughs> then they get to my cart and they see my name, Scott Kaplan. And they're like, so... Who are you exactly, and why are you the celebrity that I'm playing with? So Stop I had to, it. I had to retire from celebrity golf tournaments because it was just too damn embarrassing, you know. <laughs> well, for people who are out there who've been to celebrity golf tournaments, there's regular charity golf tournaments, right? You can go out there, you can buy mulligans, you can buy extra shots, you can buy trick shots, you can you can have a pro golfer, you know, shoot your tee shot. That's what I felt yesterday with the lines. They came and tried to do everything. They were like uh, fourth in. Basically, I said I was telling people. This was like they were playing Madden for all the Madden PS5 and Xbox. However you play your video game, that's what it was yesterday for the Lions. They did everything, onside kick, go for it on fourth down, fake punts, all of that. And, and yet they still lost the football game. Yeah. It was it was, it was was like, come on, man, like really? Bad teams know, have to do that to win? Right, well, they do. And, and here's my question, though. Do you think that everybody will look now? Because, you know, last week Jared Goff was considered to be on the hot seat. You know, his head coach was saying, you know, we got to get more from him. He's got to do more. And it was a very uncomfortable press conference. Do you think people will all look at Jared Goff and the interception at the end of the game and see, that's Jared Goff. We were just waiting for Jared Goff, the real Jared Goff, to show up. Because to me, let me just tell you my opinion here. Yeah, we can all point to Jared Goff and we can see that he threw an interception late in the game, right on the goal line. And that's really how the game was decided. But you see, the other part of it is Aaron Donald makes a fantastic play to get through the guard and center and put immediate pressure on Goff. And then Jalen Ramsey makes a spectacular interception. So, you know, Goff, you can blame him for the interception or you can give credit to Aaron Donald for the pressure and for Jalen Ramsey for the great pick. I know people will put it on Goff, but he's one guy, one middle-of-the-road starting NFL quarterback with very little in terms of of skill position guys around him. I mean, look, the running game looked pretty strong, especially there in that last drive when they picked up four straight third downs. But do you think everybody blames that loss now? Like, oh, that, that's the real Jared Goff. I'm going to give credit to Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. What do you think, Kirk? Well, you can give credit to Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but we're we're been accustomed to them playing like that, right? We've seen Jalen Ramsey earlier this year end a football game by getting an interception at the end of the game, right? I think it was the Indianapolis Colts game. We saw that he, interception. Look, game's over. We've seen Aaron Donald end games at the end with a big sack or a quarterback pressure. But I think Jared Goff and Rams fans of the last four or five years, we've seen also Jared Goff make the same play that we saw last night, yesterday. That play over there where he throws an interception. We've seen that before, Scott. And I think people got tired of it. <laughs> they were sick and tired. Like, man, come on. This dude can't keep doing the same thing. Yes, he was successful as a Rams quarterback in parts, right? He led the team to a Super Bowl. He won a couple of division titles as a starting quarterback. But there was way too often a time where it was like, uh-oh, that was a Jared Goff play. And that moment yesterday, 
everybody was pointing the finger. It's um, God, which one is that? God, I can't think of what meme it is. It's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio when he's like got a cigarette in his mouth and he's pointing like, that's him. That's him. I think that was on. I forgot what movie it was. I'll find the meme. I'll send it to you. Was it from Inception? What, what movie was that? Was it Y'all Inception? Remember? It might have been. He's pointing like, oh, yeah, him, uh, that, that's him. That's him. More so saying that that's the Jared Goff that we're accustomed to seeing. Like, that's the moment we all knew why he's no longer quarterbacking the Rams. Hey, I was more upset, too, Scotty. This is more something I want to ask you. We can ask the listeners out there. I was really shocked yesterday. I was shocked being at SoFi Stadium, and I didn't see a thank you, Jared Goff-like video. I didn't see it. I've seen teams in the NBA, Major League Baseball. I didn't see a thank you, Jared Goff. Now, now check he me on this. He was the first pick of the new L.A. Rams. But but wait a second. When they but left was, St. Louis, Scotty, he was the first pick. Right. He came I, back and delivered. He did. Look, I know it didn't end the way it was supposed to. But I really thought the Rams would say, hey, Jared Goff, thank you for the helping the, the division title. Thank you for helping us get to a Super Bowl. All he got was a handshake from McVay. He didn't get nothing. I think, Kirk, and, and I would love it if somebody who's a, who's a fan who got there early – who was in the stadium early yesterday, I'm sure I heard from somebody that there was like a 60-second video before the game of a thank you, Jared Goff. And from a Rams organizational perspective, let's sort of put this down before it gains any steam of any kind. Um, Let's put out some kind of a tribute thank you video to Jared Goff. Somebody checked me on this, but I got a call yesterday from somebody who said, hey, yeah, they put a one-minute video out on the scoreboard. I, I didn't see it. I didn't go to the game yesterday. But check me on that, because uh, I'm almost sure that that's what I heard. But I, it, it would be surprising had they not. You're saying you don't recall it from yesterday. I didn't see it. And maybe yeah. I wasn't. I was there before the national anthem. So maybe, you know what? I could have missed it. Somebody can help me out. But I thought, usually, what do you do? You do it after the first quarter. You do it in between the break. Or maybe the first time out of the first quarter. Whatever it may be when everybody's in their seats. You don't put a come on man. Tell me when do you go to a game and somebody puts a tribute? First of all, know your audience too, right? Who shows up right before on a kickoff in L.A.? Tell me who shows up right before <laughs> tip off. Like, come on man, stop well, it. I know, you know you got to show up like right after. You want everybody to see your outfit, see your jersey. Come on, ladies, help me out. So, Lindsay, come on, Laura. Do, tell me how many times have you been there for opening tip off or actual kickoff of a football game? Honestly, in Los Angeles. I have it in LA. Have you made first pitch, Laura? Have you? How many times have you really recall the ceremonial first pitch at a Dodger game? Um, maybe like once, and I've been going since I was like six. Come on, man! Know your audience, Scotty. <laughs> know your audience, Scotty. LA well, don't show up well, early. Come on, hey, now. listen. Let me tell you something. Maybe that's the point. Maybe the Rams <laughs> ran this one-minute "thank you and welcome home" Jared Goff video like so early in the pregame that they're like, look. It's just symbolic. It's only ceremonial. We don't really mean it. We're totally being insincere. We don't really want to thank him. We couldn't wait to get rid of him. We're so glad we have Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. And we'll run it way before kickoff, way before the national anthem, Mm because it was really not sincere. Did anybody go to the game yesterday? Was there anybody who was at the Lions-Rams game yesterday that saw a tribute video to Jared Goff? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. 3776. We're definitely looking for somebody who may have been there and seen it. 
Otherwise, Kirk, whoever reported to me that they did run this video, maybe they were wrong. <laughs> maybe they were drunk already. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It was, um, <laughs> trust me, I, I, I didn't see it. So, look, I, maybe I missed it. But I know from the time that I got done with the pregame show, I was in the press box by about 12.45 p.m. Kickoff was 1.05. The, the, the team had already went into the locker room. So hopefully they didn't show it while he was in the locker room. <laughs> Come on, man. Help me out there. I'm hoping I didn't. That really, I mean, honestly, I've seen it before many a times in other sports. Like the NBA, like guys who have won a ring or have been with a team, and they'll show like a little blip. Like, like when Kyle Kuzma comes back to the to when the Lakers play oh, the please. the, the uh, Wizards. Don't, oh, don't do that! Don't I'm show a video of <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. Give me a break! That, man. I'm dead serious. Look, like, come on, man. Will they do a, a, a Kyle Kuzma video, like a little shout out? Like, thanks, cool. He was part of a championship yeah, team. Put it on Twitter or Instagram. Don't waste my Same time. Same with KCP. Like, you got to do something. Well, wait a and second. those Here's... guys don't even have the effect that Jared Goff had in terms of when the Rams came to L.A., came back to L.A., I should say, in 2016, Jared Goff was the first pick. He was the number one overall pick. Wait a he second, was Kirk, the number one there, overall there's... pick. Here, wait, here's Isaac. Isaac's checking in. Hold on one second. Maybe, maybe somebody saw this and you didn't. Here's Isaac on Sedano and Cap. Kirk Morrison in for Sedano. Isaac, what do you got, man? Did you see a video yesterday? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, there was a video. They did one for uh, Jared Goff and Brockers mm. because they both came back. So they did a video for both of them, one ar- one right after the other. And at what, what time? though? Wh- where was it at? I I, you know what? It. I want to. I want to. I want to say it was. It wasn't. Be- it wasn't before the game. It was sometime during. The, I want to say first. First quarter. Yeah, in between. You guys mentioned between first and second quarter, I believe. But I, I know for a fact they did play it. Mm-hmm. What was the crowd reaction, Isaac? You recall? Uh, everyone, you know, they, they, they stood up, they clapped a bit, you know, what have you. There were a lot of Lions fans who also uh, clapped, clapped it up. Uh, so, yeah, everyone was pretty much pretty enthusiastic about, you know, their return, you know, wanting to beat them, obviously, but, you know, they were happy for them. All right. Well, All right. Okay. Isaac, appreciate that call. Thank you very much. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. By the way, um, Kirk, you're asking about memes with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio I've yes. had a couple of people that have, that have already chimed in here. Um, they're, they're throwing me a, di- a bunch of different movies. W- was it Wolf of Wall Street? No, I, I figured it out. And thanks okay. to, uh, I think it was uh, Jimmy Fingers at Acid Mind Melt on Twitter. Um, and also, too, I think uh, Lindsay found it as well. So we've, everybody's helping me out. Appreciate it. That's wow. why it's a team effort here on Sedano and Cap. You know what Big I mean? Because when I come in, I need help. I'm here for the people. <laughs> but it was once upon a time in Hollywood. That's the meme I was there looking for. Because that's if you've seen the, the meme once upon a time in Hollywood with Leonardo DiCaprio, that's the look that everyone had when Jared Goff threw the interception. For all those people who are driving in their car, when you get home, when you get off safe to the side on the road, look up once upon a time in Hollywood mean. And that was the exact reaction of every Rams fan yesterday when Jared Goff through the interception. Yep, there's the Jared Goff we've been waiting for. Stick around. Kirk Morrison is here. It is a million dollar Monday. Coming up today at 5:40 p.m., we are going to throw a question to you guys, something about today's show, something that may have been said in this opening segment. 
Maybe it's something about a particular movie or a meme or an actor or Jared Goff. Make sure you're listening today at 540. Your opportunity to win a million dollars, your chance to win Rams tickets. It's all happening today on a million dollar Monday. We're just underway. I want to go from the Rams and I'm going to throw this question to a former Raider. Are the Raiders better off without John Gruden? We'll tackle that coming right up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Monday afternoon here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. It's a million-dollar Monday. Make sure you are listening because at 540 this evening, this afternoon, we will ask you a question about something that has already happened on the show. It may be from the first segment. So if you're just getting here, you know, you may be a little SOL. On the other hand, it may be something that happens in this segment. It may be something that happens at 539. All I'm telling you is this. At 5.40 this afternoon, we're giving you a chance to win a million dollars. All you have to do is predict the two teams that will make it to the Super Bowl and the final score of the Super Bowl. I acknowledge, Kirk Morrison, that that is not the easiest way to win a million dollars, but at least you got a (laughs) shot, man. And along the way, just for winning today, for getting your shot at a million dollars, you're going to win Rams tickets. So make sure you're here at 5.40. It's a million-dollar Monday. Kirk Morrison, we're hearing from a lot of fans on Twitter that your gripe about the Rams not playing a video tribute to Jared Goff did in fact happen. And now people are saying, so you're complaining that they didn't have one, which they did, but now you, Kirk Morrison, are upset with the timing because clearly the video tribute to Jared Goff went off like 30 minutes before kickoff. You have an issue with this. I do. Because that's why nobody saw it. <laughs> For the people who saw it, uh, those are the people who arrive when the gates open, right? <laughs> like you know when the you know the people who line up when the gates are open and they're down there doing so like warm ups and stuff, you mm. know, taking pictures. And I get it. SoFi Stadium, I would do the same thing. It is so beautiful. You get there early. You want to go see every bit of SoFi Stadium, and I love it. Every time I get there early, just to go look at something new. And each time I get there, I look at something new. By the way, but the video. If you all watched or were there, the video was played with 33 minutes left before kickoff. For all the people who go out and go tailgating at a football game, no one arrives at the game right, what, 30 minutes before kickoff? No way. That video should have been played when, Scotty? It should have been between the first or second quarter or after the first TV timeout or maybe after the first touchdown or the first field goal, whatever it may have been. So, yes, I do have a little bit of a gripe, man. So people can say, oh, well, they played the video. How many people, honestly, listening right now, saw the video live? And be real. And who didn't even know that they had a video? That's all I'm saying. I missed it. Obviously, I was doing a pregame show. But I was assuming that if they would play it, it would be when everybody was there. Possibly post national anthem possibly post kickoff possibly post first quarter 
And they played it with 30 minutes before the quarter break? I mean, yeah. 30 minutes before the game started? Yeah. But you want to know man. why? Let me tell you why, why that is. Here, here's so, the reality of the situation. The reality is that even though Jared Goff was the first overall pick when the Rams returned to L.A., and even though Jared Goff was the quarterback of the Rams when they went to and lost the Super Bowl to New England in Atlanta, okay, here's the fact of the matter. The organization, not just the head coach and the general manager, the organization made a decision. We gave this guy too much money too early in his career, and we're practically stuck with the guy. When they found a creative alternative to move his contract and to upgrade the quarterback position, they were done with Jared Goff. And the only reason that there even is a video, and by the way, the Rams organization may be hearing me say this right now and go, yo, you don't speak for us. Who the hell are you to tell everybody this? I'm just telling you how I interpret it. If you're going to play a tribute video 30 minutes before kickoff, the reason you're doing it there is because it's just symbolic. It's just the classy, nice thing to do. But to do it in the middle of a game itself and to stop the game to say, hey, quarterback who we liked and drafted and helped you get us to a Super Bowl who we couldn't wait to get rid of as fast as we possibly could and we got a better one now, they don't want to stop the game to do that. They did it so that they could say that they did it, and that's it. And that's why nobody <laughs> saw it. Did you know yesterday was the first time Jared Goff played in front of fans at SoFi? It was the first time that Jared Goff did what? Played in front of fans at SoFi Stadium. Yes, right, because, of, of course, a year ago when they played there, there were no fans. Right, that makes all How the sense. How many times did I see videos of Jared Goff with his hard hat on at the SoFi Stadium site? Said, I can't wait to play in front of the fans here. Well, he got a chance to play in front of the fans finally. It was yesterday. I just thought that maybe the video would be played when right after kickoff. I mean, in the NBA, you know, you probably do it right before the team comes out, anything like that. I'm just saying, I'm looking at the videos of people posting them. And thank you for posting them, by the way, people. Appreciate it because I wasn't there. And the looks of the people in the stands, it was sparse. People were out there tailgating yesterday. People were out there having a good time. Come on, man. I'm just hey. being real. If hey, Laura, what's, what's being said on this. Twitter? Let, let me hear what's going on on Twitter. Laura's, Laura's monitoring what's happening on Twitter because everybody's jumping in on this. What, what's going on, Laura? No, no. So I, you actually did acknowledge I was just wondering if you had because people were tweeting at us that they had played the reaction, like Goff's reaction to the video. So I'm like, oh, so I just I was wondering if you guys saw that. I didn't see Goff's reaction to the video. Was he even on the field when it was happening? He was running off the field. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was running off the field. (laughs) And look, I know everybody's saying, oh, Steve Mason was there and this and that. Hey, that's great. Steve was there. He he watched the video, made the video, and Steve Mason was there. So we know that Steve Mason is there 35 minutes before kickoff. So if you ever want to get to a game early, make sure you go with Steve Mason. (laughs) Well, <laughs> you won't be on time. Trust me. But he leaves early, so you know maybe that's why he on time. <laughs> well, I'm so I know Steve I Mason ain't tailgating. Much. I'm not going with Steve Mason because I need to go tailgate. If I'm going to an NFL game, I'm tailgating because I have a nice little setup. When I go to SoFi, I walk through the tailgates, man. And shout out to the RWO, by the way, the Rams World Order. They got a nice little tailgate that I, if I didn't have to do the pregame show, I would have just stopped. And stayed over there because they got it going on over there. So shout out to the RWO, man, the Rams World Order. They got it going on. Nice little tailgate. They got a DJ. They got food going. And it was a nice, ooh, nice atmosphere, man. Yeah. But, again, 
they wasn't going to be at there. They probably yeah. missed the video, too, because it was popping over there. Well, i got to tell you something. The, the first game I've gone to in SoFi Stadium this year was Cleveland versus San Diego. And I said to everybody, because all four of my kids went with me, and I said, kids, we got to get in early because we got to be there for the national anthem, the pregame festivities. Like, I really want to make sure we're in our seats for the early part of all of the pageantry that goes on before an NFL kickoff. So I'm guilty. I was in early uh, in the one game I've been to so far. I was going to go to this game this past weekend, and then some plans changed. And by the way, you mentioned the Rams World Order. I got a whole concept of what we should be doing for tailgating before these games, and I'll get to that a little bit later on. But Kirk Morrison is here today for George Sedano. Yes, Laura is here. Lindsay is in the house. The entire crew. Sedano's out on an assignment, and we got Kirk Morrison in. Kirk, let me, let me come back to where we left off, though, which was this. You're a former Raider player. Are the Raiders possibly better off without John Gruden on their sideline? Think about it like this. Two weeks ago, when Gruden resigned, I think most people, myself included, expected that the Raiders would implode. On the other hand, they were playing against Denver, which is not a very good football team, and they found a way to win. Then week two, you're like, okay, well, they got by Denver. Denver stinks. but And it's not that Philadelphia is any good this weekend either. But they won again, and the Raiders have the best record, along with a few other teams in the AFC, teams like Tennessee and Cincinnati and Baltimore. They have the best record in the AFC. So are the Raiders possibly better without John Gruden? What do you say, former Raider? Wow. I would say, are they a better team? No. Are they a more relaxed team? Yes. It's a big difference. This is coming from the players. Because this is what happens. I think the team was already good. They were pretty good. You know, they were some, working some things out. But what I'm seeing, though, is that the players really took this team over. So if you want to say they're a better team because of that, yeah, they have to. Because, see, there's moments of adversity, and it happens in life. Right? They always say the true testament of a man is how he handles adversity or he stands in the face of adversity. Well, you, your head coach gets fired. You're standing in the face of adversity because you can go left or you can go right. I've been in those situations before. I've been in there where you got a head coach fired in the middle of the season. And I had a lot of guys go the opposite way instead of going the right way. You know why? Because a lot of guys look at themselves and say, well, it's still about me. But the Raiders have decided it's not about me. It's about us. Mm. It's about us. And if we are going to do anything, it's about the group. It can't be about individuals. It can't be about our stats. It can't be about our records. It's got to be about us. And look at the rookies, the way that they played since John Gruden has left. Well, I definitely. It's more about the rookies. Yeah, I want to dive deeper playing. into this, Kirk. I, I'm serious. I really want to dive deeper into this. So we, we've already just gotten underway. We started with the Rams. We moved into the Raiders. Coming up next, what's the deal with the Lakers? Are you telling me that two games into the season, we're about to have a brawl on the Laker bench? It's game two, dude. We'll get to that coming up. It's a million-dollar Monday. Make sure you're listening all afternoon because we're going to give you that shot at a million dollars at 5.40 p.m. Kirk Morrison is in for George Sedano, and we're just getting going on a Monday afternoon. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Monday afternoon here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? What's good? Mm -hmm. Hey, stay careful out there, will you? Okay? It's gray. It's dark. It's cool. It's rainy. Everybody slow down. We'll get you home by 7 o'clock tonight. We can all hang out together. Kirk Morrison is here today for George Sedano. Laura's in the house. Mm-hmm. You don't Lindsay sing this, is here. I know. I was going to ask. I was like, Cap, you know who this is? It's Wayne, Wayne Wonder, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you. Do you Love know this song? song? I'm listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't... Not really. Yeah, this mm-hmm. when you get that little reggaeton Sunday night, Reggae. college night. Whoa, I used to tear it up. <laughs> you used to tear it up, huh? It brings back memories, up. Reggaeton. huh? Reggaeton, <laughs> reggae, reggae night, Sunday night. That's when you. Ooh, that's if, true. Oh, that's Sunday night, Cap. I'm telling you, this is where if you didn't work out in the morning, you was gonna sweat out. You are gonna sweat it all out Sunday night because if you don't know how to dance when it comes to the reggaeton, you just gonna stand in the corner because when it's when it come on. Got to be able to move the hips. Move yeah. the hips, man. Show you got some moves. There's still a spot here in L.A. Sunday night, reggae night downtown. Sunday night, reggae mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> well, um, as you are all well aware, I know how to move my hips clearly. Okay. True. <laughs> True. <I don't. laughs> the first thing I thought of, or the first person I thought of, when I saw Sliwa's little dance, it was Cap. And I'm like, yo, Cap, he just helped you out so much. Oh, no man. lie. <laughs> <laughs> the Sliwa dance on the video board at SoFi Stadium yeah. with his yes. with his uh, his sprinkler dance. Mm-hmm. I was like, Damn. that was hilarious when I saw that. I was it's like, funny. he did not just do that on the scoreboard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I also laughed my ass off when I saw it all over Twitter. So look, hey, it, it's Monday afternoon. Let me just tell you where we started because we're, we got a great show ahead of us. But here's where we started. We started with the Rams and the Lions, and we'll certainly be getting back to that. We moved on to the Raiders minus John Gruden and them being 2-0 since he's resigned. And we're going to jump into the Lakers, and we're going to get to the Dodgers, and then it's just a free-for-all around here. So if you want to get in on whatever we got cooking, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Kirk, I know you were traveling this weekend with college football, but did you happen to see what happened on Friday night during the Laker game? 
not only did the Lakers get smoked by the Suns, but there were two incidents in the game that I definitely want to get to. And I'm trying to figure out, dude, it's two games into the season. How could this be happening? Kirk, did you happen to catch up on Friday night to the Lakers and their act? Well, f- full disclosure, I was uh, out on college football assignment. You know, every weekend I'm out. So last weekend I was in Minnesota, yeah, Minneapolis, for Maryland at Minnesota on Saturday on ESPN2. So for me, I-, I-, I tend to stay in my hotel room on Friday nights. Now, usually I'm watching uh, other college football games going on. But with the start of the NBA season, I get that Friday night doubleheader. So you kind of get excited a little bit, right? Because remember, they already I was already hyped up because, you know, every ESPN show gave us an update on what's going on with Ben Simmons earlier, right? Well, Ben, what, 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 what will the crowd say? Ben Simmons first game. You know, like it was so much going on behind the 76ers versus the Nets. So I wanted to watch that one. Followed by right after it was going to be the Lakers and the Suns, a matchup of last year's, you know, a playoff, a second round playoff. And so I'm, I'm all ex- our first round. I say so I'm all excited. I'm ready to roll. I can't I can't wait. And then all of a sudden you see the drama starting to unfold. And boy, 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 NBA Twitter went a buzz on Friday night. See, do you do you even log on to NBA Twitter's cat? Scotty, see, I, I, I must you can tell you, watch I was, the game, I, I was or you can the game. watch and view. I no. watch and view. Yeah, I wasn't looking at NBA Twitter, but I, I got to say, Friday night, when you see Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard get into it, and if I recall, the score was, I mean, we're like right at about halftime, right? Scores right. like, like Suns had a lead 57-ish, 40-something-ish. I mean, the Suns have the lead, right? and Anthony Davis walks up to Dwight Howard, and the two of them, start yapping with one another, and as Dwight stands up, Anthony Davis puts his hands on Dwight Howard, and then Dwight kind of gets pushed back, and everybody's trying to separate him. And all I'm thinking is this. Guys, um, we're one and one-half game into the 82-game regular season. What could possibly have these two guys arguing with each other at this time of a game, at this time of the season, that somebody would put hands on somebody else and teammates would have to separate these two guys. And Magic Johnson would send out a tweet that says, the Lakers have a team issue and a basketball issue. What the hell happened on Friday night between Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Dwight Howard missed a defensive rotation. And Anthony Davis says, hey, that's you. And Dwight Howard kept walking to the bench, and Anthony Davis said again, "Hey, that's you. What you? Hey, you got to handle that." And they keep walking to the bench, and Dwight Howard is still ignoring Anthony Davis. Now, finally, they are now in the bench area, and Anthony Davis is trying to say, "Hey, that is your rotation. What are you doing?" And then Dwight Howard, being Dwight Howard, same thing. I don't know Dwight personally, but I know that Dwight can be a little uh goofy at times i mean i think that's a proper way of saying it um and still kind of looking away looking off and not looking anthony davis in the eye because anthony davis turned into a father in that moment like for all the dads out there trying to get your attention of your child and they are not listening and paying attention hey hold on now so i don't know about you scotty for me I, hey, hey, hold on. See, I got sons, you know, and I got a daughter, too. Probably won't necessarily have to talk to my daughter that loud. Hey, just give her the look. But Anthony Davis had that look of a parent like, hey, 
you're going to respect me in this house. Okay? <laughs> you're going to respect me in my house. My house. Hey, that's the hey, key. My. I live here. You renting. Yeah. You, you can be gone. I'm not going nowhere. So you're going to respect me in my house. That was the moment because he grabbed him by the wrist. He wasn't trying to hurt him. He wasn't well, actually the forearm. But it was that father moment where you grab, say, hey, you're going to respect me. I don't care what you do, but you're going to respect me. I and that's agree. What, that's what threw everything all off because Anthony Davis thought he was getting disrespected. Dude. Hey, at least look at me in my eye. Answer right. me. What's going on? Don't sit over there and act like you don't hear me. That's all that was. That's why I got cleared up. And that's why they handled it. But, but I liked it. I liked it outside, because, because it Anthony, looked like it was a lot more than what it really was. But if you're Anthony Davis and you've heard, hey, Dwight's going to be here to talk to me and Rondo's going to be here to talk to me and Westbrook's going to be here to help me out. I, I thought Anthony Davis had that moment where he's like, hey, 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 this is my team. You're on it. This is the third time you're on this team. This is my team. My team today, my team going forward, listen to me. And I thought that was actually a great leadership moment by AD. I wonder what Laker fans thought. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. This portion of Sedano and Cap is being presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing health care one person at a time. Rams, Raiders, Lakers, we're just getting going. We're getting warmed up. We're getting loose. Coming up, the Dodgers. Was this a successful season? Was this a, a huge failure of a season? Is running out of gas an excuse? Let's get to what happened to the Dodgers on Saturday night coming up next. And don't forget, today's a million-dollar Monday, 5.40 p.m., your chance at a crack at a million dollars. Just stay tuned because we're going to ask you a question about what you've heard already in the show. All right, it's Sedano and Cap on a Monday afternoon. Laura, you're, you're choosing some new Adele here for us. Is that mm-hmm. right? I am. I feel like it's a perfect song for the weather and then you were talking you're gonna talk about my dodgers so i just need you to take it easy on me right now okay just saying just saying you need everybody to take it easy on you when you're talking about the dodgers huh like she said take it easy on me baby okay take it easy on me all right let me let me build a case here and tell me if i can sell you on this kirk morrison you ready sure yeah all right so the dodgers get knocked out of the postseason by the Atlanta Braves on Saturday night. Right. And I would say to you that the phrase that comes to mind is, the Dodgers ran out of gas. Okay. And when I say ran out of gas, here's what I mean. You have a 162-game regular season. As the season went on, we all know the storyline. Corey Seager was hurt for a period of time. Cody Bellinger was hurt for quite a bit early on and never really recovered to put up even remotely decent numbers until the postseason, to his credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mookie Betts missed time as the year went on. Dustin May was knocked out early with arm problems. Clayton Kershaw missed way more time than most of us expected and then got hurt in the last series of the regular season. Max Muncie also hurt in the last series of the regular season. Justin Turner hurt in the postseason. Max Scherzer, the guy you went out and got from Washington, who winds up closing against San Francisco, doesn't even have anything left to pitch in game five or six, rather, of, of the NLCS. So when I say ran out of gas, you tell me, is, is, that, is that making an excuse? And do Dodger fans look at this now and they go, hey, epic fail. Didn't come back, didn't win the World Series, won it on the shortened season, couldn't win it in the longer season. I say run out of gas because, listen, Kirk, don't forget, 
you're in a division race all season long with San Francisco, who won 107 games. The Dodgers, with all of their injuries issues, still won 106 games. And they had to battle and fight and scratch and claw till the very last day of the regular season, still trying to win the division because the best team in baseball record-wise was in front of them. I'm just wondering if you think the phrase, they ran out of gas, is an excuse because the Dodgers didn't repeat. What do you say? Well, man, um, I think it's part, part an excuse. And sometimes for me, I don't, um, I, I always say, I don't give excuses, I give reasons. Because I think the reason that you just gave is a very valid reason. They ran out of gas. They just didn't have enough. Um, they were chasing the, the, the Giants for a better part of half a season, right? They were always chasing. Came close but didn't catch them all the way up until the last day of the regular season, right? It, it came down to the last game. The Dodgers didn't just settle for, hey, we're just going to be the wild card. No, they, they wanted to win the division. And they got to the last day, and it didn't happen. So you kind of limp into the wild card, but you won the game. And you pl- went against the, the Giants, and you beat the Giants. But all the energy that I think that was put into getting to that point, which is what I think Dodger fans talked about throughout that second part of the season, is do we need to – waste all of what we're doing now just to get past where we were because the the you're trying to win a championship Scott and for me from what I was watching you could say the same thing about the Atlanta Braves could they run out of gas cuz the think about what they did what they did throughout the season and when Ronald Acuña Jr goes out right they go out they make trades they bring in Rosario they're bringing all these different pe- people and I'm saying they could be in the same situation. It's just that with the Dodgers, and I was trying to figure this out too, who was the better team? Because I look at the 2020 Dodgers and I would say they had some health issues, but yet they still found a way. They had a better offensive team. Where I look at this year was more about the pitching. Urias, Scherzer, you know, Walker Bueller. They had better pitching this year. And yet those arms in which the team was better in the aspect of how they won games let them down in a series that I felt the Dodgers should have won. So, yes, I'm giving reasons to why this team just ran out of gas because of what they were made up. They weren't the best offensive team in the playoffs. They were supposed to be the best pitching team. And those arms – got real tired <laughs> when Scherzer yeah, well, says hey I can't do those arms got tired Walker Bueller he looked tired he should have been taken out of that game the other night and I, I have a bigger thing Scott I want to bring this up to you because I've been thinking about it a lot because I've been you know a lot of Dodger fans I know and and I've been speaking with them and I think what what really hurts the most for Dodger fans and Laura can help me out on this one as well I really felt that Dodger fans were really invested in this year because they got a chance to really be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Because in 2020, the win the World Series was great. It was it was awesome. It was amazing. To win a championship is so hard. But it felt like you were still distant from the championship because you couldn't be at Dodger Stadium. Well, you right. The games be were all being played down in, in Texas, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, they won it over at the uh, whatever brand-new stadium. I don't know how many stadiums they got down there in Arlington or wherever they got it at. Anyway, um, in Texas. But 
I really felt the the pain for Dodger fans because I think everybody wanted to have that parade. Remember, we never had a parade for the Dodgers or the Lakers. Think about it. Two teams won a championship in 2020, and yet we had to do virtual parades. This was supposed to be the year, right, for the Lakers, for the Dodgers, that we're going to be able to go out and get it done, go have a parade, go down, you know, Figueroa, go down, you know, <laughs> to Chavez Ravine. We, we had all of these plans because last year we missed out and you were hoping to be able to relive the magic that you missed out on in 2020. And I think that's the hurt that a lot of Dodger fans are feeling right now because they they missed that part. You know what I mean? It was like we had the opportunity and we didn't get it. We didn't get it done. I and will now look back I think even bigger, yeah. the team is going to be much different next year. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about free agents that, that they are not likely going to be bringing back or at least figure out which ones should come back. But I'll tell you, this is the year I'm going to always remember Game two and using Urias in the eighth inning. And to me, that was that was the Dodgers, not Dave Roberts, not not anybody in particular, the organization yes. outthinking themselves, trying to get a little too cute. And I, I George and I argued back and forth on that. And I will always hold on to I thought that was the mistake of the entire postseason. And so, you know, listen, you, you go into the postseason, all you really have are three starting pitchers. And yet you're using two of them out of the bullpen. One in desperation mode, I got it. But the other one, I didn't think you needed to use. And so, listen, we can argue it all day long, but I am curious to hear what Dodger fans think. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let me sneak one call in, and then we'll come right back to the phones. Here's Mike in Long Beach on Sedano and Cap. Mike, jump in here. Is running out of gas an excuse? What are you saying? What's going on, guys? What's going on? So basically what I'm saying that I I believe all self-inflicted wounds. It wasn't a pitch. Game one, we had that. We had them on the ropes. They had to ace up on the mound. We got them. We had them on the ropes. This is the fact of the matter was the, the, the poor base running by Chris Taylor. And also, if you're committed, commit. Just go for it. If you can get thrown out of third base, get thrown out of third base. Don't stop halfway. Stop and get the momentum killed from us. Then another one was basically that blooper into center field between Chris Taylor and um, Trey Turner. Same thing. Like, Chris Taylor had the cutoff. He had. He could have just told uh, Trey Turner, no, I have a better angle at it. Let me get it. But nobody did anything, and there goes that blooper, and what happens next? Walk-off. Single walk-off um, from, from Riley. And another thing, this, uh, game two, uh, Corey Seager couldn't get that backhand. It was a laser right to him. Mm-hmm. This guy is like almost a golden glove guy. And we had to shift on. We had him. We had him on the ropes once again. But once again, self-inflicted wound. Our pitch, our bullpen, surprisingly, was money. Our bullpen was money. And I was, man, I'm saying it hurts, but hey, you know, I'm not going to be a bandwagon. I'm not going to disappear or nothing like that. I'm a Dodgers for life. But, you know, that won't hurt. You know, just I wouldn't mind them blowing us out of the water. Okay, fine. But for us to actually give them the game when it was in our hands, man, that one hurts the most. It really does. I buy that. But, yeah, that's just, that was just my take on it. You know, like we had them. We had them on the ropes. So, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, you're the gave up that bomb, but we still had him on the ropes. We had him. Just plain and simple. Like, we give up runs here and there, but we chip at the lead. Keep going, keep going, keep going, and we had him. He's just... Yeah. Good call, Mike. Appreciate it. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You want to jump in. We've started with Rams. We've gone to Raiders. We've jumped in a little bit here on the Lakers. We started in on the Dodgers. You want to get in on any of this, 877-710-3776. 
877-710-ESPN. And don't forget, coming up at 540, Million Dollar Monday, your chance to be registered for an opportunity to win a legit million bucks is coming up at 540. Stick around. Laura's got what's coming up next, which is what we all need to know. We'll find out together. Kirk Morrison is in for George Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.